December. We're celebrating the holidays this year. <clears throat> Zane's clicking the microphone on. <sighs> you know, we're going to be uh, going to be talking some normal stuff like we always do. We're plugging some stuff. We got some random information. We got to sit down with Eric and Julia Leewald of the X-Men. We're just basically going to be at random today, people. We're going to be talking about our end of the year awards. The Mole Insane Randomness Awards, or whatever. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean, it's just... I've just got to be more specific. The how is simple enough. It's the why that troubles me. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. podcast rambling randomness and today is a pretty special day we have an interview with eric and julia leewald of x-men the animated series and the book the art and the hmm, god darn it they're gonna smack me anyway the book get it it's still available we have links we'll be there we're gonna talk to them about all they know about the new x-men 97 show just a little you know We'll drop in some information. You never know if it's going to be much until you listen to it. Guess what? I'm not telling you when we're going to do it. It's going to be somewhere in this show. So, uh, pay attention. We got Hannah, our finished fact finder, back from a extra long wellness uh, uh, recovery session. We have uh, our good friend Eleanor Wrestling giving us all the WWE news. X-Men, the art and the making of the animated series. Yep, see, it just popped in my head right there. I knew I didn't need any help from Zane whatsoever. None. Not one bit. Ugh. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to have some fun today, people. We're going to talk about the uh, Digital Zone Mullen Zane podcast of Rambling Randomness Awards and whatever the fuck we're going to call it today. I don't know. We're going to plug some stuff. Got some AEW news. Zane, you got stuff you want to talk about? Hello. I'm Zane. That's Mole. I am. We do a podcast here called the Mole and Zane's Podcast Rambling Randomness. And we do. It's on right now. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Mole. Great. So, Zane, <laughs> how has your week been, Mon Frere? It's been wild, man. It's been wild. It's been wild. Yep. You mow the lawn? No, no I didn't mow the lawn. <laughs> so you didn't get too crazy? No, no. I don't know where these leaves all came from, though. Oh. They weren't there before. Nope. They, they came back. Like Jon Snow, winter's coming. That book's never going to be released. No. <laughs> he is going to long die before we ever see the winds of winter. 
and we will all have to reread six incredibly long books just to remember how we get to book seven. <laughs> Noah, let me see. We haven't had a show since before Thanksgiving. That's right. Yep. Yep. Where we had uh, Andre Gower. Yeah. Talk with us for about an hour. Yes, he did. He knew more about Nick Cage than I did. Yes, he did. Imagine that, having a Hollywood actor. He knows about more Hollywood about actor. everything than I do, to be honest. He's a good man. He's a very eloquent speaker, too. Yeah, we could keep him yeah. on all day. I I don't speak that well. I don't use the big words. Like, And even if he's bullshitting, you would never to. know, because he's very confident. He knows people's names. Like you know? Names. <laughs> names. He's met most of these people, except for Nick Cage, we found out, but he knows a lot about them. He Which is have, kind of funny. He said he might have met him as a child. Might have met him, yes. He, he's po- he's almost positive, but who remembers? You know. I haven't watched any Nick Cage movies, yet I do believe that there's two more available on my streaming services. Really? Yep. Are they are they ones that we have heard of? The USS Indianapolis, where he plays the the, the captain kind of, naval, of uh, uh, yep, yep, of the USS Indianapolis. Yes, so I'm pretty sure the movie's go, pretty self-explanatory. Go there. figure. <laughs> and some other movie. I don't, I don't can't remember what it was called. Oh. But um, yep. So it's not Nick Cage November anymore. What is December? Well, it's it's December. Okay. Twenty twenty one. It's the holiday season. Holiday <laughs> season. Oh, so. Oh, so 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 I went to Mole's house on Thanksgiving. Yes, that was good. Yes, we had we did fun. We watched a movie, The Princess Bride. Yes, we did. Yes, found yes. out that inconceivable is not what he thinks that word means. <laughs> there was a lot of food. A lot of food. Too much food. A lot of leftover food too. No, I brought some leftover food home. You did. Yep. Yes, I ate some of it. Yep. Gave some of it to the dogs. Joey grabbed a whole turkey breast. Grab that and brought it home, like you asshole. <laughs> I like white meat too. <laughs> Butthead. No, as long as everybody had fun, everybody left full. I'm, uh, I'm happy. Zane came, dapper dog, looking like uh, Crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to dress for the occasion. He does, man. He likes to. Me looking all slobbish in my black, dirty slacks and my fucking button-down shirt. Zane coming looking like a extra out of a Cowboys of like Texas Magazine or some shit. Cowboys of Texas <laughs> Magazine. Cowboys of Texas Magazine. <laughs> Sounds like a good book. <laughs> oh man. Yep. My mom came up. Yes, she did. Then had a heart attack. She ended up extending extending her visit. Yep. So it was a crazy weekend. Yeah. She's, she's been here. Okay, she's though. been here all week. She's doing okay. She yep. seems to be. I met her for uh, uh, all of six seconds. Gave her a hug as soon as I met her. Yep. Nice woman. Seems very nice. Yeah, she's uh, she's on her way to go visit uh, her husband's children today. Ah. Hey, uh, I was like, yeah, take the car. Go. <laughs> yeah, go get, get, go. Do it. You know, Have fun. You're a big girl. You can, <laughs> you can drive. <laughs> you know where you are, yep. kind of. <laughs> You'll figure this out. <laughs> You'll get there eventually. It's okay. No, but she's been with us this week. It's been it's been nice. Yeah, how is it? Honestly, yeah, it's been uh, nice. well, you know, you got to take take you know things mm. could have been a lot worse. So yeah, very very um, worse. You know, so you got to take take what you can get. And uh, had a celebration of life to go do this weekend, which is the reason why mom came up. She mm-hmm. couldn't go because she was down the road at Vassar Hospital. <laughs> you know, which it wasn't. Poughkeepsie, though. So. Right. So it was close. So yeah, it was she made right it there. to the town. Yeah, she got. She was within a couple of miles of the party. <laughs> you oh. know, and that was uh, that was, that was weird. Yeah. Kind of bittersweet. 
a friend of the family died. Oh, no. Yeah. It's but never so good. I had to, you know, mingle with people that I hadn't talked to in like 20 plus years. Mm. That was. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not easily. Like some people can do it very naturally. I cannot. No. I, I, I do not like uh, funerals whatsoever. Especially well, this wasn't a funeral. Things. This was no, no funeral. I mean, this it's was a, a it's celebration. A, there was there was food and right. live music and a lot of people drinking. Yes. So well, for me, it made it even, and it was loud. Yeah. Which you know, which I guess was good because it saved a lot of the small talk. But there was a lot of like you can hear me clearly. Right. I I will speak. The volume needs to be spoken so you don't say what. Yeah. Other people, on the other hand, do not do that as much. Mm. So I have to say what a lot because <laughs> I cannot hear you. Yeah. Um, and that makes talking difficult, you know, conversating and whatnot, you know, but it was nice, you yeah. know, and, uh, got to see some people. Then mom stayed with us all week. I had to work all week. So she really stayed with Liz all week. <laughs> I was home Monday, Thursday and Friday, but I, uh, I was still working. And it's a good week that, you know, when nobody's dead, when you, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. so, uh. So like that song, you don't know what you got till it's gone. That's right. You know, so hold on to what you got. Because you never know. When it's gone. That's right. And they put up a parking lot. Wait, that's a different song. <laughs> Pay Paradise. Pay Paradise, put, put up, up a parking, parking lot. lot. <laughs> oh, farmer, farmer, put away that DDT now. <laughs> so, I'm glad you had a good week. It was, it was, uh... Yeah. It was nice. It was and, nice. Uh, you know, yesterday we did. We, you know, I decided a little earlier for than I normally do, but because Mom was here, I thought, you know, why don't we decorate for Christmas? That'd be right. nice. You know, and it, at first it was Zane decorating for Christmas. Always. You know, and <laughs> uh, and and Liz and Mom got into it, and I, you know, put the lights up on the front of the house. I did buy these rope lights last year, mm-hmm. and I was very excited about putting up these rope lights. Now they're nice lights. The problem right. is they're only 13 feet long, and they don't daisy chain. No? No, so I really have no idea what I can do with them. I was going to put them on the back porch, and I was like, well, if I can't daisy chain them, this is stupid as hell. Like, I can't really... You need 80 outlets. Yeah, and I was like, two 13-foot strings, like, okay, I can do one railing, and then what do I do with the other one? Because what I do, do like, halfway around the other one and just stop? Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know what to do with these lights now. Kind of bummed me out. I would just put them around your railings. Yeah, but it doesn't really work like that. Like, I, it's, I guess I could put them around the front railings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah th- maybe that's what I'll do with them. Yeah, just wrap them around like, you know, yeah, whatever. I, I could do that. I still I still need more goddamn extension cords. Though. <laughs> that's the issue. Like, and I'm like, hmm. Maybe, maybe you should think about installing more outlets outside. <laughs> <laughs> not installing outlets. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bullshit today. We're gonna have some fun, Zane. We're gonna pick some random music. That's what we're gonna do. Are we? Yeah. Is it gonna be? I think so. I don't think we're gonna pick the six that we normally pick, but uh, we'll pick a few. When we feel like talking about it. Okay. So, uh, Zane, why don't you why don't you bring up some of these uh, categories here for these awards? Oh yeah. So so uh, we're we're deciding. Well, I decided. He and did, I, and I, I think it's more. a good idea. I was like, you know. Everybody else has a fucking award show. They do. So why don't we have an award show too? Right. You know, you know, normal topics. You know, you got your your best television show of the year. Yeah. You got your best song of the year. Yeah. Perhaps your favorite book of the year. Right. You know, best podcast of the year. Well, that's hands down. That is this him. 
Yes. If you're listening to this podcast, it better be the best of the it year. Goddamn, better be. Now, not saying that I don't listen to better podcasts because I, I do. I do. But um, but this this is this win. <laughs> We're not going to win anything else. No. This this one is our category, people. We got it. It's, this is a lock. This one is ours. If we don't win this and we pick the winner, we're now, fucked. <laughs> now, I've got a prize for one person. Oh. That uh that does this. Now, mobile set it up on everything. On everything. Okay. So now what you have to do is you have to vote. Then you have to share that you voted. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you share it on. Is it, it does it matter what they share it on? Nope, they could just Vote, and it'll come up when I set the poll up of prove that you voted. It'll come up and say you voted after you did it. Okay. So just take a screenshot and then post it. That's it. Simple. Very easy. And that's all you got to do. In the in the group, the, the Mullen Zanes podcast group, you know. And I will pick a winner at random, and you will receive a Mole and Zane coffee cup. Ooh, Zane's bringing out the big uh, yep. fucking. We got yep. merch now, people. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that's all you got to do. That works. You just gotta you just gotta vote, um, and then you gotta share that you voted and let Mole know that you voted. That's right. And then we will pick the winner. And yep. And and uh, you know, you don't have to share it with ten friends and no. jump through hoops. Nothing and stupid like become that. a Patreon member because we don't, don't have, have that. Um, <laughs> I'm not asking for your money. No. Uh, I don't. I don't really want your money. Nope. The money's already been spent. Yep. Money's been spent. <laughs> it's I, already been I, spent. I spent the money. <laughs> it's done. So uh, I'll even pay for the shipping and handling. Holy shit. He's getting Unless you live close enough, then uh, your ass can come pick it up and That's say like hi. $16 shipping and handling. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, like the shipping and handling. It's terrible. I'm so bad this year. So I just sent a bunch of stuff to my sister out in Portland and I'm like, well, I could have it sent here and then wrap it and put it all together in a nice box. Or they're going to get five packages from Amazon <laughs> at random times throughout this month. Yep. None of it's going to be wrapped. So that's what I did. Because I'm like, I ain't paying for that shit. Surprise! And I was like, honestly, by the time I get it and then I turn around and yeah. ship it UPS, I, I don't think it will get there. No. Amazon, it comes in an anonymous box. It doesn't say what it is. It just yeah, says Amazon. It, they, won't, they won't know who it's from no. or, or who it's for. <laughs> like, there's two people that live there. It could be for either one of them. could be for either one or the dog. I hope they that don't the ta- know. I hope that the tank tops, you know, that's that's for the lady <laughs> of the house. Yeah. And the Speedo. But if if that's, if that's you choose to wear the, the, the tank tops, Brian, then that's, that's right. cool with me, that, too. That's cool. The bikini bottoms, that's <laughs> yours, Brian. It's t- <laughs> So so, uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll touch on some of these topics yeah, later on. I'm gonna add one you know? too. Uh, I'll add it later, but I know okay. what it is. So all right, all right, you do that. So Zane, pick a random song. Let's get this ball rolling. We're gonna come well, back. Well, it's not too random because uh, Mole was giving me his his uh. He oh. said, "Hey, I, I, I'd like the um the category of best indie artist. Yes, of the let's year. do this, and we'll give you the. the, and, the uh, that's a good idea there too. Good call. And Mole uh, said a couple of names, so uh, me being me, I threw them in the playlist. Which you know, if you like random playlists, you could find the Mole and N as an N apostrophe yeah. with apostrophe. Zane's podcast, rambling randomness playlist." It's almost got 700 songs in it now. On Spotify. And how many mm-hmm. people do we got? Four? I don't know. I'm not going back to the top to find out, though. I know find that out, because, you know, that was a running thing for a while. We're going to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. He was oh, so proud. Oh, oh, no. There we go. To get my coffee mug, oh. you got to fucking like this goddamn playlist, dude. No rule. That's it. <laughs> 
you vote on the, the things, but you got to sign up for the playlist. You, you don't even have to sign up. All you have to do is click. Click like. Like or follow. Whatever I think it's it is follow. on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. But th- that's it, man. Uh, and then you still got to. You got to sign know, in, but they will know who did it because it comes up as, you know, who's following it. I think. Yep. And if you don't have Spotify, well, then I guess you're, you're, you know, fuck you and your Apple music. That's right. But, you know, there you go. Okay. All right. So th- this is a, uh, it came from the category of best indie artist, a right. group called the Magic City Hippies, Hippies. Uh, a song called Diamond. Here we go. Fist to 
was 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 the Magic City Hippies. I had to think about that for a second. Sorry, I didn't want to set it up so bad. So uh, before we keep going here, I want to uh, mention real quick. Uh, last week, I had a good friend of mine, Lexi Greenstock, on, and she works for a company called Medleaf Delivery. And if you are ever in the North County, San Diego area, they are a women and veteran-run company. They are currently just delivery and operate out of Oceanside, but service seven cities in San Diego. All first-time patients get 30% off their first order. They have a storefront location opening in Costa Mesa this spring. And if they mention her name and this podcast during their order, they will be able to select a item off of their secret menu for just $1. They get samples and other promotional items from the different vendors uh, that they use as incentives for purchasing. Like if a patient schedules an order in advance, they can choose one item for $1 from it. It typically consists of seven to nine different types of items that we get from their vendors. So, Medleaf Delivery, if you are ever in North County, San Diego, and you partake, hit them up. So you have to be in San Diego? Right now, until shipping mm. across state lines is legal. Well, that, that, mm. <laughs> that, that's mm. that shipping thing, man. We do have, oh, by the way, I looked into this. 29% of our audience is in California. So, there you go, people. There's a hookup for you. One person in California. 29%. <laughs> I don't care what it <laughs> breaks down to. That's 29% of our listeners. <laughs> Thank you, three people. That's great. <laughs> so, Zane, you were looking at something. Things Zane didn't know. You, you know, know why the Grateful Dead are always on tour? Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because they're all British agents, intelligence agents. They're spies. Jerry Garcia himself is a double already, just like James Bond. Jerry Garcia's dead. <laughs> That's what they want you to think. Conspiracy. <laughs> Omnicron is not a Transformer. <laughs> it is a variant of COVID. These are things that Zane didn't know. Back to you, Mo. All right. So... <laughs> You, you know, know I can get long-winded, so I you, thought you can. And I, you know, I figured things Zane didn't know should be short, sweet. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that Unicron is who I was thinking of <laughs> when I kept hearing when, when John I was hearing about Omicron. Every time I hear Omicron, and, I think yeah. of Futurama and the aliens that come from Omicron Percy I eight. <laughs> <laughs> All hail the hypnotoad. All hail the hypnotoad. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, you know, we, we have this other category here, too, on this uh, little list here about podcasts. And, uh, you know, if we're not the winners of this podcast uh, uh, thing, then I don't know what's going to happen. But if you go to the YouTubes and you type in Growing with My Fellow Growers, good friend of mine and his wife do a little podcast called Growing with My Fellow Growers. It's well, if it's on YouTube, then it's not a podcast. Technically, it's a vodcast, but they also do an audio version. I just don't have the link right now. Uh, it's live every Sunday. Uh, he and a panel of other cannabis experts, growers, bug dudes, uh, industry folk, talk about different topics about growing cannabis or just cannabis in general. Sometimes they have a cannabis quote-unquote celebrity guest come on to be interviewed. Uh, it's pretty awesome, and it gets a pretty good turnout. And I would like you to check it out because I have watched the past few, and these you get a lot of good information out of this if you uh, partake in the devil's lettuce, as the Christians call it. I will not watch this. Zane will not. He used to partake. No more. Cannot! No. He's a good boy. 
He's a good noodle. I'm not a good noodle. I'm a bad noodle. I'm that hard, crusty, sticky noodle that never, really ever eats. It just, it's like that last one that never cooks fully. I will still watch things on hallucinogenic drugs just because I like to learn about them. Mm. Like things like Flocka. <laughs> like I didn't know what Flocka was till about two weeks ago. Now I know that it's something that makes you dance right out of the Thriller video of Michael Jackson. Question. What is a Waka Flocka? <laughs> well, that's that's completely different. That's Waka Waka Flame. Oh, Waka Flocka Flame. And that's a band. Waka Waka Flame. That's a band. That's a band. <laughs> Flocka is a drug, a lot like bath salts. Every time I hear Waka Flocka, I think Fozzie Bear. Waka Waka. Yeah. Yeah. But but Flocka is is a basically, it's just bath salts with a new name that you smoke. <laughs> it's just bath salts with well, that's, that's how they change these synthetic drugs. They just, you know, change a couple molecules, <laughs> slap a new name on it, and then they can sell it again. Salvia. <laughs> Remember when everybody was selling that fake incense and calling it fucking legal weed? Well, yes. That shit was poison. But they still do. They do. Yep. It's weird. Don't, oh, by the way, they don't trust spice. The, yes, spice. Don't, don't buy the over-the-counter CBD, people. It's not good. There's no regulations on it. Don't buy it. Get it from, uh, you know, a, a, a supplier, legal. Uh, Zane, anything you want to talk about before we get into doing this whole wrestling thing? No, go ahead. No? All right, well, let's do it. So just start whenever you're ready. What's going on in the world? Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't get to watch it the night of, but AEW Dynamite was a pretty decent show, Zane. Did you get to watch it fully? I did. It was all right. Yeah. Like I said, it was pretty decent. Uh, one of the lowest rated, though, um, if you go follow the TV ratings. Um, started off hot, though, with Daniel Brian Danielson, my bad, uh, turning up the heel act with a mostly dominant assault on five Allen Angels. Uh, he was only given a couple of hope spots, man, like really only a couple. Uh, Danielson paid homage to the late Nate Diaz by flexing during his submission. He did the last time too. Uh, oh, I thought, a, I thought he did that uh, for uh, for the for the, the that bitch. Oh, Jake Cargill. That one. <laughs> that. Bitch. I thought I thought he was he was. That's, he was, that's his new stable mate, yeah. Jake Cargill. He's doing a, He wants to hang out with Jade so bad. He's doing her poses. Oh. So, <laughs> um, so he did that last week though. Uh, also with a knee bar finish. Um, <clears throat> either uh, the storyline lucked out by having so many Dark Order members able to wrestle in their hometowns, or uh, and all get beaten in them, right? And AEW's long-term storytelling is better than we imagined because I, I don't know, man, because they've only had a couple of good long-term storylines, like the Hangman and uh, Omega one, uh, and any other one is their, their other storylines have been pretty damn short. Um, next up, CM Punk defeated Lee Moriarty, the master of Tiger style. That was a good match. Good match. Lee yes. Moriarty is very Lee very Moriarty is I like when I first saw him in that tag match with Leo Rush and Dante Martin. Yeah. I actually was mostly impressed with with Lee. 
Speaking of Dante, now that we're not going to hear from him uh, this week, but he joined Team Taz. Which is odd. He joins Team Taz, but then you don't see him for two weeks. Yeah. Like, like, that's odd. Like, he's not out there with the team. Yeah, like, he like, came out once uh, to when Leo Rush came out. Like, I missed – that was the only part I missed right. of the show because I think I was fast-forwarding through the commercials, and it must have only been about a minute It was long. a little little segment. Leo Rush came out, like, yeah, stared down I, Taz, started talking, and then all of a sudden Dante Martin and Ricky Starks came out. And they just stood there and laughed. So Dante's playing up the heel thing. I like it. I want to see where he goes with it. Like, he's very athletic, super talented. Well, it was funny because he had a couple weeks – He personality as a good Well, guy. yeah, it was like a couple weeks before he, he made this move – you saw that he was wearing the hood more, yep. kind of wouldn't smile. Like I was like, hmm, you kind of see like a heelish look to him Kept now. Kept looking at Leo like, you know, what the fuck you doing type shit. I've yeah. seen that, like little looks. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see where Dante Martin goes as a heel. I just don't think that him Team would, Taz is I, the yeah, right fit. It's I don't, not, I don't. You know, we saw what happened with Brian Cage and Team Taz. Oh my God. Now, Speaking now of Brian see, Cage, who hasn't – I haven't seen him in forever. He's been on uh, Sammy Guevara's blog last time getting his fucking head shaved by Sammy. That was it. Oh, really? Yeah, that was all he was. So I don't know if he's wrestling in dark matches and not even making YouTube. I just didn't what. think – I didn't think he was – I thought he was released. That, I thought he or, was too. Or he asked there, for his release. But he's, he's still there apparently. Um, but uh, after uh, – during the match or after MJF, uh, you know, came out, called him uh, – you know, called out CM Punk, said the CM stands for cooking meth. <laughs> Pretty good one. <laughs> uh, seconds into the match – uh, MJF already decided CM Punk has lived up to the hype. He kept, you know, saying blah, blah, blah. So, um, and at the end, you know, it, it is what it is. CM Punk won, of course. Uh, Wardlow then had a fucking three-second match with AC Adams. Guess who won? Well, see, there, there's a long-running storyline there. That's, That's true. Wardlow and MJF? Wardlow and MJF. You're where, right. Uh, I almost forgot about that because they don't play it up often, but every now and then – they bring it out to where Wardlow's like, "I'm gonna fuck you up," like, yep. I, I, and I think it, I think it will come to come to head sometime either during or after this CM. Punk. I think it's gonna come at the end of this CM. Punk. Yeah, like Wardlow's gonna knock out MJF. Well, Wardlow or is gonna yeah, Wardlow's gonna interfere with this match and cost MJF the match, exactly. and then it's and then gonna turn on him. Yeah, and, just and it's drop gonna him. become then it's gonna become the thing. Yep, and then Wardlow versus or MJF, MJF or or Wardlow might win the Dynamite Diamond here next week. Ooh, I never thought about that. That's a good idea because they, that they can't play, make it that three will, years in that a row. That will play up the heat. I think that's a good idea to where he just knocks him out at the end just at, at an oh, on accident even. Mm-hmm, I think that would be a great idea. And that will just play up the heat of the CM Punk match, which will then go Put, right into, into another. A, into a feud with that Wardlow and MJF. I think which they've, be been, they've been running that one for a good long while. Hell yeah, because if you're not going to give Wardlow a belt, fucking give him something to do. Because like, the dude's great. Very good. Uh, Adam Cole appeared on commentary. Predictably, went after Tony Schiavone. Uh, it's quietly becoming a very good feud uh, between these two. I love it. Cause <laughs> um, it's it's good. AEW is actually showcasing Wardlow as a dominant monster. Uh, he really does need to be. Um, let's see. Darby Allen and Sting defeated the Gun Club. Cause good match. Somebody had to lose, but yeah, it was a good, good match. match. Honestly, not not. It was a good. Darby Allen, man, he did he did one tope there that I thought he broke himself oh, on God. his first one before. Yeah, like, like he landed on his neck. Yeah, like, man, I, I thought I was. I like, thought he was dead because he didn't done. move. He didn't move for and like three seconds. He was back seconds. in the ring. Yeah, he was back in the ring like nothing to do another. Yeah, I'm like I don't think he I think he has that disease where he doesn't feel pain. <laughs> like he, he could be broken and he doesn't feel it. Like uh, no, but it was a good match. Colton Gunn showed me something. I like it. He's he's. They show me nothing. He needs to build up some upper body a little bit, and he's going to be just like his old man. I See, like Billy Gunn as a wrestler. I, I don't. 
care for them just because of like yeah the guy's now been in for a year but it's like they don't have him gain anything right. by not putting him and not losing against some people with names because right. you're not going to get a name unless you fight somebody at least with a right. name and at least now they put him up against Sting and Darby yep, yep. gave him a good match now they can start giving him you yeah. know like the and, fuego push yeah so maybe yeah you give know? him the fuego push Fucking slowly, just build it, like uh, you know. And they buried his ass again. They did. <laughs> I love Fuego, though, man. I know you do. I, I, I'm easy. He's on know. the fence with you. I know. Yeah. But I just love the whole the story they told with him originally. Like you know, the the underdog lost every yeah. fucking match. Uh, I'm still waiting on that. You know, permanent fucking tornado on QT Marshall though, because <laughs> he's he's barely hit it like maybe once or twice. Um. Anyway, so Sting and Darby with their matching face paint one. Um, you know. Did not care for the face paint. No. It made Sting look older it, than he is. I, I know, and he looks old already. Yeah, <laughs> I did not care for that face paint. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Leo Rush and Team Taz, like we talked about before, faced off after yeah, see, uh, I the missed, match. I missed that. And it was uh, you know, pretty good back and forth. Ended with a stare down between Dante Martin, Ricky Starks, and Leo Rush. Um, next up. Ruby Soho <laughs> defeated the alien Chris Statlander. Good women's match. In the TBS quarterfinal tournament match. Yes. Um, it marks the eighth match of the TBS title tournament. WWE's uh, Queen Crown tournament lasted seven. Um, fans seemed to be uh, behind Chris Statlander for most of it through this one. Uh, it, they, was, it was, uh, I'd say it was um, pretty right down the middle, yeah, honestly. I, you know, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, you're right. It was, it was pretty, pretty even. Uh, they, they, um, the crowd didn't seem to really. You could tell that 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 Ruby though is so much more experienced. Yes. In, than than like than Statlander. And there was bit. just things like uh, that that they, that she was doing that where uh, that Statlander had a hard time, keeping, you know, keeping keep up, up with. Right. With. I noticed that too. She was a little. little She's a bit step, bigger but... though too. You know, she can't do some of the quick step stuff right. that uh that Ruby had her doing. Yeah, Ruby. But you could tell. You could just tell that experience level, and I I. I I'll give it to WWE that their women's are t- t- multiple steps ahead of a lot of the the uh, AEW women's talent. Yeah. But I, I, you know, this was a good match. It was I, a good I, match. I, I thought, I thought that it was probably one of the best on, on the night. I'm becoming... And hey, I I did watch it later, but it was not at nine twenty. No, it wasn't. It was at about nine o'clock. That's right. You guys are getting early. Twenty minutes, man. That's you're getting up there. Hopefully, when it moves to TBS, you guys will get more because you'll have a belt after that fucking station. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Cody Rhodes next defeated Andrade El Idolo in an Atlanta street fight. Cody Rhodes received a true John Cena reaction in his hometown. Yeah, it right was, down the middle. It was very, very <laughs> mixed. Not uh, a bad match, though. Not a bad no, match. No, no, it was a good match. And at one point, there appeared to be... Uh, Feathers stuck to Cody's back, but it no, wasn't feathers. Was, it was parts of the table that were on fire too at the end. Oh, that was at, at the, end. the end. But See, so the... I was wondering though, at the beginning, did he have a like? Was that from the garbage can that was, was on his back, yes. or was that already like some kind of gel to help the flame? That's what I think it was. That's what I think it was too, because I was like, how did he get that much garbage on his back? And if you see the uh, the the you know after effects, like the pictures, yeah, he has like. 
Oh, I bet he's got some nasty scars. Well, th- those, yeah, those, like, uh, those tables. It's basically like he, paper on. It's like plastic paper yeah, on the top. He took the whole. And bump. he took Andrade it off. didn't yeah. hit the table at all. Poor Andrade though had a piece on his chest <laughs> there, did. and he's like, he's getting binned, yeah. and he's like, no, no, <laughs> get off, get off. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought it was a decent match. Uh, fans booed when Brandy Rhodes came down and lit the table on fire. I don't know why they hate Brandy Rhodes so much. Because she's, I don't. I don't like her either. I don't, I don't like, like her, her, but I don't fucking... I don't like her. I don't her. get the hate. Like, she's just the wife of Cody Rhodes. Well, that's, that's a she's good reason enough. She's not getting booked any stronger than anybody else. Well, she's not getting booked at all Exactly. Anymore. So why are they still booing her? Because she was... She can basically do whatever she wants. And I don't know. I don't like I it. Mean, and the she, views on her cooking show on YouTube are getting fucking... Says I, that I people know. like her. I don't... Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I don't care for her. But... You know, wrestling wise, sure, but I just don't get the ho- the whole the whole hate thing. They were booing the shit out of her, but then again, they boo fucking Cody because he's literally dressed as Homelander, who's a bad guy, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, well, Co- Cody just I don't know. He plays the heel so well. Why he does? why does he not like his whole? Ca- oh, did you see Art Anderson fall between the stage <laughs> did, and did. then get helped out, and then they started yeah. fighting again? <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing you're uh, fucking his Rodriguez or whatever was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Art, get out of <laughs> here. Great. You got to stop do, this, man. They do, man. And stop trying to tease Tully versus Arn. Nobody really wants <laughs> yeah, to see nobody it. Nobody wants to see that. Like, it's a good visual, but nobody really wants yeah. to see that. Like, 50,000, I'd rather see them play goldfish. Like, <laughs> you know? just, just slapping. That's all they do. Somebody trying to do a spine buster. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was like, the guy falls in between the runway and, like, the, the camera stage. <laughs> Like, it's bad. Like, they need to extend their ramps, I think. That's all I'm saying. All right, so that was uh, AEW. Zane, oh, you speaking give a sh- of what? AEW, yeah. so uh, they're going to be in Newark, New Jersey on January 5th. So yes. I uh, I looked at how much these things cost. Oh, yeah. Now, you got your nosebleed seats that you can get for 35 to $100. Oof. But to get a okay seat, like a decent seat, like, right. you know, like uh, a seat, you know, either on the floor or uh, on the – the second tier, $900 we're talking. What? $900. $1,000. Yeah, if you want run like uh like the runway. Yeah, if you area, want if you want 1250. Yeah, 1250. 1250. Fuck you, AEW. Tony Khan, you're a million yeah, billionaire. Yeah, yeah. The fuck you doing charging so much? Well, it, these are through Ticketmaster. Oh, so they got to get their cut. All so, right. So, uh it's it's you know and after Christmas and yeah. everything like that so it's the uh, demand it even tells you now that Ticketmaster will fluctuate its prices uh, upon demand of tickets yeah if they're high demand the yep. freak, the tickets are getting jacked so they can make yep. max profit well yeah so because I guess they gotta compete with StubHub now which is basically legal scalping it is <laughs> I you know what I don't Respect. understand it yeah, no I don't I don't understand I was like. StubHub shouldn't be a thing in my mind. No, they shouldn't. Because it's like you go out and you buy up a bunch of tickets of good <laughs> seats, and then you resell them at four times the price. That's uh, that's called the scalper. That is very much scalping, <laughs> yes. I was like, you should really be able to buy no more than like six tickets unless you're doing like a group like event. Yeah, that is like, very true. To get more than that, you should have to say like, what group is this for? <laughs> uh, you know, or, or just get a box. Yeah, you know, yeah, and just, you want you want to pay. For Fucking five thousand dollars, yeah. Get you know, a box. You know what the best seat of the house is, and uh, you don't have to pay dick for it unless you have a streaming service for it. Uh, you know the house seats at home. Watch a big screen. I don't Is know. There's, there's you don't something have people about standing a live in front event. of you. 
fucking, I get it. No, I love live events, but there's nobody standing in front of you who has a ringside seat. They choose to stand on the fucking chair. Yeah, well, I, I will honestly say after our last live event, bleacher seats is the way to go. Yes, I'll they go. Are. I'll go every time with bleacher seats. Yes, sir. Right above that fucking yep. archway is perfect. Yep, I I do like those seats. You yes. know, I think you get a great view and I love that right across from fucking the ramp was the best way to fucking go too. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was very nice seats yeah. last time we went. Fuck Mid Hudson Civic Center, get the ramp seats. All right, so um, let's kick it over to Eleanor Wrestling. Oh, no, no, quickly, oh, we oh, got quickly. we got we got two shows now. Remember? We do. You're right. You're right. You're right. So on Rampage. Um, there was three three matches. Yes, yes, there was. Uh, Jade Carhill did, did her teeter rampage thing, where she seems to be exclusively on rampage. Yep, and she defeated uh, what's her face there. So one of Thunder two Rosa's seconds. students. Yep, two in, seconds. Uh, two seconds. That was over. Yep. You had a good match between FTR and uh, oh, Penta, Penta and uh, Pac. And yeah. Pac. Pac was out of step. He was playing the eye thing. I love it. I love how he, his selling. Is amazing. He beats the shit out of himself in yes, the match, he does. too, man. And I love how he was literally a step off on purpose the whole match. Yep. On purpose. You could tell it was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, he is rarely ever off step. Uh, yeah, and I've seen him wrestle with an eye patch in WWE perfectly, so don't fucking go that he was wearing an eye patch. He was yeah. doing it on. No. Good match. Good match all the way around. Great match. Yep. Um, FTR you know. never really disappoints. I think that FTR and the way that he he does with the Lucha Brothers, they, mm-hmm. their styles just clash so well that they put on yeah, dynamite matches. They do. Um, so anytime that they those guys all get into the ring together, it's just it's and poetry. I'm, I'm a little disappointed though that I haven't seen Penta break an arm in fucking uh, over a year. No, no, Penta don't break arms no more. That that's, that move is basically insignificant. Yeah, it's only when he's a villain too, when he's a heel. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be oh, well, you arms. know what though? At least he's back in black. Yes. I am. He's not wearing Thanks, the joke uniform yeah. anymore. Um, yeah, and oh, Bailey and the crowd in Atlanta love Penta. Yes, they oh did. my they, god, they are so <laughs> shit. fucking so good. Uh, hopefully, Phoenix gets better soon. Now there was one other match that started the started the, the card. The, I can't remember it. Um, hold on, I'll tell you in one second. Yeah, you're right. Uh, AW, it wasn't uh, Jade and I thought that. No, up, no, uh, that was that was a second match. There was um, a there was another match. Oh, Sammy Guevara oh, that's and. Right. and uh, uh, Tony Nice and it, yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, that? there was a great match here that started this card, yeah. and I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, it was an yeah, excellent so match. So good for the TNT title. Yeah, um, it, was, it was, it was, it was good. Tony Nice, if you're not uh, po- uh, uh, familiar with him, he was a 205 Live uh, NXT guy for you know, from WWE. Is that what he was? Yeah, yeah. I was, thought, uh, I thought he was one of those uh, NWA guys. Nope, nope. No? He was uh, definitely he was he was in the WWE for quite a few years actually. Um, he started with the Cruiserweight Classic, but yeah. Yeah, a 16-year veteran, they yeah. kept saying, and I was like, dude looks great for yeah, 16 yeah. years. He's, uh-huh. he's, and he's just getting started. So, you know, and Jay Lethal now, he's, I just found out that he started when he was 16. The dude's only, like, just as old as me. I think maybe even just a little younger. I think he's like 38. Fucking dude's crazy. Like, he's just getting started. He's not oh, even I don't know. Hell. I think Jay Lethal's kind of at the tail end. I don't know. Well, you you, know, you go saying. back and watch him in TNA and his size and yeah. what he could do then and what well, he's he doing now. He's a teenager, literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He, he uh, I, I, I always I'm love. just waiting to see I, what I'll he love, can do. I'll he love. had a decent match with, with Guevara. It was all right. It yeah. was all right. But this was better. This was so this much was, better. This was a so really good match and really, like, I almost thought he, uh, that – Sammy might lose this yeah. match because it was played up so well and uh-huh. the, the moves that they were doing. But, man, Sammy being what? He's like 6'1". Yeah. Like, he's a tall guy. Yeah, yeah. And to float 
through these ropes <laughs> doing a tope like scork corkscrew. Yeah. Was ridiculous. Yeah, Sammy's... Like this guy is he's like a freaking ballerina in he, there yeah. doing the stuff that he's doing without effort. Yeah. Like and he's just going to get better if he doesn't kill himself. Oh, he's going to kill himself. <laughs> Cuz he's, you know, he, he he's re- like Phoenix. Yeah. He's going to kill himself in the ring one day. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get this Eleanor wrestling across the seas. Maybe I am insane. Maybe I am insane. And maybe it's time for you to find out how insane I am. Yeah. With Eleanor wrestling. My name's Eleanor Wrestling, and this is the Mama Zane's podcast of Rambling Randomness. Today, I'll be giving you a recap of everything that happened this past week in WWE television. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Eleanor Wrestling. Follow me on Twitter at It's Eleanor Line and on Instagram at Eleanor underscore underscore wrestling. Let's get started. So, kicking things off with Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins defeated Finn Balor. The Raw Tag Team Champions RK Grow defeated Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to retain their Raw Tag Team titles. Edge's return got interrupted by returning the Miz and Maurice. The Street Warriors defeated Alpha Academy in an uns- after an unsuccessful interference from AJ Styles. The United States Champion Damian Priest defeated Apollo Crews to retain his United States Championship. Ray and Dominic Mysterio defeated Cedric Aizana and Shelton Benjamin. Team Liv defeated Team Bax in a 10-woman tag team match. And in the main event, Kevin Owens defeated WWE Champion Big E by disqualification after his interference from Seth Rollins. Therefore, Kevin Owens has been added to the WWE title match at day one. On to NXT 2.0. Kaylee Ray defeated Dakota Kai in a War Games Advantage ladder match. Cameron Grimes defeated Andre Chase. Kylo Riley and Von Wagner defeated Logaria Del Fantasma to become the number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team titles. Roderick Strong interrupted Joe Gacy's all-inclusive inter- invitational. Solo Sokoa defeated Idris Onofe. India Hawa and Persia Perota defeated Ulysses Leon and Valentina Ferrells in a tag team match. And in the main event, Braun Breaker defeated Johnny Gargano in a War Games Advantage ladder match. And on to SmackDown. Brock Lesnar demanded that Sami Zayn challenge Roman Reigns immediately. Sasha Banks defeated Shayna Baszler. Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy just basically destroyed Happy Talk and kind of put on their hats and looked a bit goofy. Los Lotharios defeated Viking Raiders. Kofi Kingston returned and King was able to defeat Jey Uso by disqualification after interference from Jimmy Uso. Tony Storm hit the SmackDown Women's Champion Sharp Flair with a pie to the face. Sheamus defeated Cesaro. And in the main event, Roman Reigns defeated Sami Zayn to retain the Universal Championship. That is everything that happened this past week in WWE television. Back to you guys. Thank you, Eleanor Wrestling. Check all her out on her socials. I'll post links as always. I thought Kevin Owens was out of the WWE. He's on his way out of the WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, uh, so he's going to be doing the job. Don't, don't, don't. Like, don't anybody get it twisted. He's doing the job. <laughs> So uh, that was uh, wrestling for the week. Uh, Zane, anything you want to talk about? Let's get to another song. You want to, let's pick another song here. I'm going to keep going with this indie list here. Yeah, this is uh, an artist that I'd heard of recently called Lucid Vision. The song that they did with a, a, a group that, came, that, that I do know called Homemade Spaceship. But, man, Lucid Vision, going to be something special here, this, this producer. Right. Thank you. 
lucid vision, homemade spaceship, show me the stars. All right. Now, we have got some random facts coming up. But first, I would like to do a civic duty and plug Deborah, your Catskill connection. And she is taking homeless packages because, you know what? We can't help the fact that they're homeless, but we can help them stay warm and fed. You know what I'm saying? So, she is taking homeless packages. What she is looking for? Hats, gloves, socks, male and female, sanitizer, and hot hands. Her dream is to be able to put in coffee cards from Stewart's and or meal cards from BK and McDonald's. Uh, the rest she's got. Dog treats are also, you know, welcome because a lot of homeless people have fur buddies. You know what I mean? And uh, dog treats, cat treats, whatever. Um, so... She lost her friend a couple years back, uh, so this is, and he was homeless. She's doing her best to uh, rectify the homeless problem, at least not by housing them, but by keeping them warm and fed through the winter. And she's going to keep this going all year round collection. So I will post links to her business, uh, where you can get a hold of her, where you can drop off stuff. And uh, she's, like I said, she's going to be keeping this year going all year round. So donate, please. There's a lot of, uh, despite what people say, there are a lot of homeless people in Catskill. Everywhere. Everywhere, not just Catskill. Now with a fact finder from the east. Anna! 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 Hi, here I am again, alive and well. Well, not actually well, but getting there. At least much better. So let's learn some new facts and fictions. The first one is a fact. Snakes can help predict earthquakes. They can sense a coming earthquake from 75 miles away up to five days before it happens. But they can't hear. And a fiction? We only have five senses. Actually, many scientists insist that we have up to 25 different senses, including balance, pain, movement, hunger, thirst, and many, many more. And our next fact. McDonald's introduced drive through service due to the military. The first McDonald's drive through was installed in a restaurant based in Arizona, near a military installation. Military rules forbade the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms in public and they weren't about to change into civilian clothes just to grab a burger and run back to the base. So restaurant manager came up with the solution. Cut a hole into the wall and allow members to, of the military to pick up their orders without stepping out of their car. The convenience and simplicity of the idea quickly caught on. And the next one is fiction. The Great Wall of China is the only man-made structure visible from space. From low space at 180 miles high, the Great Wall is not the only visible object, nor is it the most distinguishable. NASA images prove that you can see highways, airport, bridges, dams, and components of the Kennedy Space Center. And if you go further into the space, the wall can only be recognized in radar images, 
not with the human eye or even a photograph. And a fact. There is a saying, I am sweating like a pig. But the fact is, pigs don't sweat at all. Swine are born without sweat glands. So when they need to cool off, their only option tends to be to find a cool puddle of mud in which they can roll around. And fiction. Shaving your hair makes it grow back thicker. Shaving your hair doesn't make a change in color, rate of growth or thickness. All it does is give the hair a blunt tip, which might feel more coarse as it grows out. But while it may appear more noticeable or thicker during its time, it really isn't. And a fact, I, I had this in my own podcast and there's a picture in my Instagram of this. A woman who lost her wedding ring found it 16 years later on a carrot in her own garden. A woman in Sweden lost her wedding ring while cooking for Christmas in 1995. She looked everywhere for it and even had her kitchen floor pulled up, hoping she would find it. But she wouldn't see it again until 2012. While gardening... Sixteen years later, the woman found the ring around a carrot that was sprouting in the middle of it. The only explanation was that the ring must have been lost in vegetable peelings that were turned into compost compost, and fiction. Sugar causes hyperactivity in children. There are no actual evidence to support this claim. In 1995, study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association found that sugar in children's diets does not affect their behavior. So if your kids become hyper in birthday party, they are most likely just excited of the party, friends and fun activities. It's not because of sugar. And a fact. Blood donors in Sweden receive a text when their blood is used. To encourage more young people to donate blood, Saal Grenska University Hospital in Gothenburg, Sweden, sends a text to donors when their blood has been dispensed to someone in need. A common issue with blood donation, along with other types of charitable donations, is that if a donor doesn't know the recipient, it's harder to convince them that donating is worth it. But with this system, which started in 2012, potential donors in Sweden have proved that their contribution is going to good use. So, uh, this fact had a lot of jump cuts at me laughing. That is because I messed up every word like ten times and had to start over and over and over. <laughs> Just bear with me, guys. Queen of the jump cuts. Love you, Anna. <laughs> Fiction. Peanuts are a type of nut. Despite the misleading name, peanuts are actually a type of legume. And I just had to Google how to pronounce it. So, it's legume. 
Legumes are like peas and beans, though they're commonly served with nuts like walnuts and almonds. They are more closely related to clovers and chickpeas. <sighs> Guys, this isn't going very well right now. <laughs> and a fact. Tomato ketchup was once sold as a medicine. In the 1830s, tomato ketchup was sold as a medicine, claiming to cure ailments like diarrhea, indigestion and jaundice. The idea was proposed by Dr. John Cook Bennett, who later sold the recipe in form of tomato pills. Well, tomatoes are really healthy anyway, and in in ketchup it is cooked. And when tomatoes get cooked, they are more, even more healthy because of the lycopene lycopene and i just googled how to pronounce lycopene because i thought it sounded a bit dirty <laughs> but i was right <laughs> i like opine sometimes too and fiction <laughs> bananas grow on trees though they may look similar to trees the rainforest alliance says says that the plants bananas grow on are in fact giant herbs related to lilies and orchids. And then I have a weird bonus for you. Ancient Roman surgeons were trained to block out the screams of human pain. This claim is presented in many quick facts sites. But I always check my sources and so I spent two hours today looking up different articles about medical history. I am not entirely sure, but I would say this one is actually a myth. Even in ancient Rome, they had some medicines. They used opiates, alcohol, mandrake and some other numbing herbs to make people either have less pain or to pass out for surgery. But I also found this while researching, and I found this very interesting. So, in the 1830s, it was customary for people in London to pay to watch surgeries performed in a stage-like setting, where the patient and physicians were the main attraction. This Roman Colosseum-style exhibition of blood and gore provided the paid audience with an evening at an operating theater where they could see the amputation of a limp, the removal of an oversized ovarian cyst or a something like that, all without anesthesia. They watched these operations to see people screaming in pain, to see blood, to see gore. Isn't that really something? And now our next real fact. Pigeons have been trained by the US Coast Guard to spot people lost at sea. I think that's really cute. And our last fiction. <laughs> Iron Maidens. 
were used in torture in medieval times. No, these were never used as torture devices, but 18th century fakes were created for sensational circuses. So let's end my segment with some quick facts that actually are true. Apples, peaches and raspberries are all members of the rose family. I think I would actually have raspberries or peaches much more than roses given to me. Canada eats more macaroni and cheese than any other nation in the world. What? This was surprising to me. I thought it was a Yankee thing to to eat. I tried it once and it was disgusting. I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, we're going to have words. (laughs) And our last quick fact for this week. The hand and footprints in front of Los Angeles Chinese theater tradition started accidentally when silent film actress... Norma Talmadge, Talmadge stepped on wet cement. I did not want to Google another word how to pronounce. So if that was wrong, you suffer. Sorry. That was all from me today. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye, Hannah. Hannah. Thank you. That was your best dish at the uh I know, my mac and cheese. Your mac and cheese was slamming, dude. I'm going to have to mail you some mac and cheese. I don't know if it'll be good when it gets to you, but I will mail you some <laughs> of the bombest mac and cheese. <laughs> I, I make a mac and cheese for Christmas. That's uh, pretty darn delicious. Yes. So we know how to make mac and cheese. You obviously had that craft BS. Mm, yeah, don't don't have any of that. No, that's not mac and cheese. No. That is pasty noodles and some kind of p- weird powder. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't that, know what is. that is. It's not cheese. No, it's definitely not cheese. not cheese at all. Don't forget to uh, sit around with us at the end here for a nice sit down with Eric and Julia Leewald of X-Men the Animated Series. But we're going to keep this going right now. Zane. Do we have another song? I guess so. Yeah, you uh, you do have another song. Yeah. It's called Feel Good by Okie Dokie. There we go. Today I'm gonna do just what I wanna do. Gonna sing la-di-da-da-da, cause it feels good. Gonna sing with all my heart, cause I know I should. And it don't matter where you're coming from.
song called feels good that is going on our best indie artist pick for the awards show that we're doing at the end of the month you have all month to decide and vote on all the social medias and then sign up for that fucking playlist i'm not yelling at you (laughs) but uh you know a lot of work goes into that he's got to hit a like button he's got to hit add we have six likes. Six, six. likes. So I, I, I want to see at least seven. Seven. That seventh person's getting a cup. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're number seven. Well, get, actually, no, no. I'm going to choose, no. choose them at random. Yes, but, I'm just saying. So. I'm just fucking. I want people to sign up for that list. But you, you, have to, you have to sign up for this list. Yes. So do that. You're going to go and you're going to look at all the uh, polls that I'm posting on the Twitter box and the uh, Facebook machine and uh, maybe even the Instagrams. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Sign up for that playlist. And Zane, is there anything you want to talk about before we kick into a sit-down with Eric and Julia Leewald? 
Well, I couldn't find it. I think I'll be able to find it on my phone for some reason or another. You probably will. But, um, no, keep it clean on the Facebook, Please, man. Please, people. I, I, I got a notification, which I can't find here on my tablet, but where, where some words were said that were unneeded. Yes. Unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. And maybe even directed towards a mole. Yes. I'm not sure. Maybe. But, uh, you know, there's no reason for that. No. There's no reason for there that. There's no reason. I have stopped my bullshit. He stopped his bullshit. So y'all need to stop your bullshit. No N-bombs. Okay? Yep, we, we keep it fun here. Mole, Mole does a good job, and he is constantly putting shit up here. Constantly. You know? I'm trying to provide we got, entertainment We had, we had the people. Mahoney Irish Pub presents, presents the, the Coven Brothers. Brothers under the covers. Yes, Mr. I, Mad Mike and his brother Sizzle. Today at 6. Yes. Guys, go check them out. They just did a Toys for Tots drop-off at the fucking mall out there. You know, we're trying to keep things positive and happy. No end bombs. Try to keep the curse into a minimum. That's for me. Okay? Oh, that, Listen. That, I don't know how you're going to say that. I said, mainly, you know. I, if I go back no, to this episode, we'll see how many times he said fuck. I say fuck all the time. <laughs> I said, that's me, though. Do as I say, not as I do. All right? Listen. <laughs> Definitely. You know, we're pr- trying to promote puppies no. out of Puerto Rico yes. here. Yes. And, and snow in former. <laughs> boom. A licky boom boom down. <laughs> a licky boom boom now. <laughs> I so, licky boom boom now. We are promoting the licky boom booms. Oh, and I went to a nice place. I had to, I almost forgot to mention this. Right here on 145 in technically it's Cairo, I think, East Durham, whatever. What, what, is it's this that place castle. finally yes. open? Yes, it is. Go there. You and Liz definitely got to go there. We went there, dude, just to check it out, and we ended up spending a hundred dollars. Is it so? It's open. It's open. It's now, open now. Is it like a? Uh, is it like a a, a card kind of shop? You like, go what in. Is it? It's it's basically a uh, coffee house. Kind of right now. I like coffee. You go and you have coffee. I you love have a little coffee. pastry. You buy pastry. And then you go to their gift shop. And you buy all this handcrafted fantasy stuff. Look, I, I brought this up here on the Facebook page in the group. Uh, the wife and I went in. And uh, we weren't disappointed. The staff is literally. I'm going to read this verbatim. Courteous and attentive. They have amazing products. All handcrafted, mind you. Everything is handcrafted. Fantasy based. Having had the chance to have any of their coffee yet. Or food. I haven't had it. But I will get it. We walked in just to mainly check it out. We left with $100 worth of merchandise. And we're going back. Support I might local. check it out right after the show. I actually yes. got to do a little bit of shopping, and uh, I got a gig Go next Saturday, and then a gig the following Saturday, I have, so I don't have a ton of free time. Um, I have business cards that they gave me, people. Go check these people out. I wanted to plug them. They are called Storybrook Hollow, okay? On 145 in Cairo slash East Durham, you'll find it. Please, go check them out. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I've Still always local. loved the building, and I kept hearing about this place opening, but I could never read because I'm driving. You yeah. know, it's hard to read signs and windows when you're driving. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the place is a castle, dude. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, $20. Get this. You walk in, they have a big wall of homemade, handcrafted magic wands. Oh, handcrafted magic bro. wands. They have staffs from anywhere from 90 staffs? bucks to 160 bucks, Bro, they're all gorgeous. I like staffs. They have trolls, gnomes, dragons, anything you guys can think of fantasy based. They got there, all handcrafted. Well, I think stuff. I know what I'm doing after the show. Yes, like I said, and we're going back. So please go check out Storybrook Hollow. And uh, I'm, I promise I'm gonna stop uh, plugging other businesses, which I'm not because I like local support. Local people stop going to Walmart. Hey, I, sometimes you need to go to Walmart. Well, sometimes you need pee pads are pretty cheap at Walmart. So go to go to if you have a puppy like me, yeah, go go get. But I, to tell you the truth, though, I've been going to fucking Family Dollar lately for those. So. Oh, yeah, go to October Country Comics, too. They're, they've been having updates every day on new shipments in and 
Go, 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 talk to, go talk to Devin. Tell him Zane sent you and Mole, and uh, maybe he'll give you a free comic on Free Comic Day. <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe you might. If you mention us, you probably. He won't. makes me spend full price, yeah. so I don't know. He's like they say free, but it's seven dollars. <laughs> you get seven bucks. Um, so yeah, Zane, is there anything you want to mention before we get into this interview? No, no, that's good. Uh, right. Thanks to uh, Eric and Julia for sitting down with Mole. Yes. I guess I wasn't available. I don't remember. No, uh, that was on a because we recorded it on a Wednesday. Oh, okay. Or not Wednesday, sorry, uh, Tuesday. All right. Yeah, sorry. So, because uh, it's, it's I got to try to get these people in there. Remember, they're they're, they're a three hour difference from us, uh, and uh, states difference. So, uh, let's gonna sit down and talk. Then we'll see you uh, next week, hopefully, um, unless things change. God and then willing. We won't. And. Uh, we're going to keep it random, probably. Uh, keep these award things going. Go vote on everything I post on the social medias. And we'll see you guys next week. Love you, bye. Welcome, everybody, to Mo and Zane's podcast of Rambling Random, this special sit-down with, once again, the writers of X-Men, the animated series, and the book. Please flash it up, because I do not have my copy. I'm sorry. There it is. X-Men, the art in the making of the animated series. Eric and Julia Leewald, how are you guys today? It's a, it's a pretty day in LA. It's November and it's beautiful out there. It's so. December. Good gosh. <laughs> That's right. The, the days are just going by. Oh my <laughs> so I brought these guys back on today to um, get, just give a little update. You know, um, I know last time we talked, we talked about mainly about the book and, uh, you know, how um, it, it impacted a bunch of people. And I would actually like to give everybody an update if they haven't heard are you guys is this official like i've seen you know some things are you guys involved in the new x-men 97 for we will tell you everything we can about it, which is not a lot <laughs> right but we will tell you every single so... thing that we know that's true about it okay First, not happening when we spoke earlier yeah I mean, right words, the world was a different place we, we, when we spoke before. two months ago we knew nothing exactly well, yeah no yeah well, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah. Uh, so, first off, it's going to be it's scheduled to premiere uh, late twenty twenty three. Yes. Okay. So, in other words, not twenty twenty two. Okay. So they're so a year and a half, at least a year and a half from now. Okay. So uh, that's that's a long time. Where I I feel bad for the fans because obviously the people that uh, whose baby this is, who have put their heart and soul into creating this new show. Um, you know, they don't want to spill all the beans and tell all the fans what all the stories are and right. what all the you know surprises are. So they've got to keep working and keep their heads down. And we, we're, we've been hired to help them as consultants. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. And, and for that very reason, um, we can't tell you much. And also, uh, if you are a fan of X-Men, the animated series, yes, the folks who are making X-Men 97 are crazed fans, are of, crazed the, fans of the series. We spoke, okay. to a, we spoke to a crew of 60 of them, yes. and they're all, they all seem to be about 30 years old, which <laughs> makes it perfect for having been a, you know, a toddler when the show came out. Yeah. Um, and so that's very exciting. It, there are certain just basic general things we can say. It is, you know, we've looked at uh, you know, we've looked at <laughs> un <laughs> enough material. We've seen some material. Uh, that, that it is yeah, don't get yourselves in trouble, please. <laughs> it is a continuation of 
of of our show. It's okay. basically the, the, you know it's basically the same team. It's uh, the, you, you can see it online. The, the design look is ninety five percent what our design look was. Mm-hmm. Anybody comfortable with the first series is going to feel comfortable with this. That it's basically you know a, it, it is our show continuing, which is there you know there but other there are other ways to go about this. You know, you right. could come with something completely different, a, a parallel timeline. A you, reboot, whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, you could, because there are 20 different right. ways you could go into the books and do a, a new X-Men animated show that was very different from what we did. But that right. is, they decided they're, they're not just tipping their hat to us. They're not just, they're, they're, they're basically say, yes, this is, they call it X-Men 97 because they think of us as, having completed in 97 and now they're taking the ball and going forward with it so that's all that's true so that's all that's all good and uh, you know we know a lot of people on a lot of other series here in town say big shows from the 90s that the they when when they get rebooted because <laughs> they all do. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the people that worked on the original can't recognize you know, right. the new one. Right? And so, aren't invited to the table. We are, we are very grateful and, and really pleased and proud that, that we got invited to the table. Us, us and, Larry, and Larry Houston. And Larry Houston. Oh, well. okay. And eight or nine of the voice actors are, are, have been hired. That's what I was concerned about, too. I was like, if they're going to do this, are they bringing back some of the old people that are yeah. so it's familiar for the older you know people yes. that watched it? Four or, five, four or five of the voices are are of the lead voices are the same lead voices that from our show. Okay. Another four or five of them are coming in as different characters. Oh. Right, just because things change with people's voices and over right. time, you know. And uh, we don't want to sell anybody short here, but the, the the fact that the folks at at Disney Plus Marvel X Men ninety seven really did a lot of effort reaching out to the voice talent again most of whom are still in canada yeah you know so just finding them it wasn't as casual as we might think right but um the fact that they are that respectful of the series yeah they've reached out to the original voice talent and are keen to make it work and and just like with writers and artists a few of the the voice talent have passed in yeah 29 years so so that's there's that issue but uh but it's it's been announced you know that that wolverine rogue and Beast. And Beast, and Beast those and three yes. are going to be the same folks that voiced the first, the voiced our show. Oh, Cal that's Cal uh, Lenore Zan, and George Booza. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because those are like and the we, three most voices that you, like, you think, besides Professor X in the show, those are the voices and Gambit, I guess. But, you know, Gambit's easy. You know, they could probably find somebody <laughs> to recreate Gambit, I think. Um, yeah. You but, know. But, no, I'm glad to hear that from you as a fan, that those. Those voices, I mean, they're still what we hear in our heads whenever yeah. we see anything about X-Men anyway, because they like, made those roles iconic. I mean, like, honestly, I judged Kelsey Grammer so hard when he played <laughs> Bees. I was like, that's, uh, I like it, but I, uh, you know, it's not the same to me. I don't know. <laughs> but um, we're not telling tales out of school. But we yep. did get to do a phone call. You know, and, uh, we, we, we spoke with George Booza. Okay. As, who was as Beast. Yay. Yeah. She's going to close the, the door on. Oh, that's okay. I have a dog too, and he's a very loud little boy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's, that's all the good news. And man, it's just to us, it's fascinating watching this, you know, this new world because everything has so, you know, all the production is so advanced and, 
you know, new digital age, uh, right. 2021 oh versus, I mean, the first episode of X-Men was cut on film. It wasn't even videotaped. It was cut on a movieola. Oh, wow. That's how, <laughs> that's how old, I mean, it, it was just trans, it was just starting to transfer over into to video editing, but that was, yeah, that, you know, how, that, how long ago that was and everything, you know, hundreds of thousands of hand paintings per episode. Right. And now it's so fast and so, so digital. You know, watch. You know, watching them do it is it's it's really it's it's cool to us. And, but then also realizing that the day you got the phone call to the day the first episode aired was it was like eight months. Yeah, yeah. Total to One. create the show. Yeah, yeah. It was like right. eight months, and they've got two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> not that we're not that we're envious or bitter, <laughs> but uh, it right. is. It's a different. It's a it's a different financial model they, they've got going. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now you guys mentioned you're um you're doing the, the Comic Con scene again and you're you're yeah. getting back on the road. You guys are excited about this. You, you guys like going out. Oh, yeah. Do you do you do panels and stuff, or do you just go and like just, just about casually... every time? Just about every time we go to a show, we like to do a panel. It really we're very you know we love to do panels, yeah, and right. I think it's nice for the fans to get a chance to hear behind yeah. the scenes stuff because that's what always excited me as a, as a fan of things like right. behind the scenes. Yeah. So we're dipping our toe back in with LA Comic Con, which is coming up uh, this Friday, third, fourth, and fifth okay. here in okay. Los Angeles. So we yeah, our panels on Sunday, Sunday at eleven. Yeah. Uh, and the the great thing, I mean, you, you wonder, you, you never know with internet and with fans and whatever, but just we can tell you without hesitation, of the I don't know forty cons we've done over the last yeah. four years, um, there's not been one trollish question. Much, Fingers crossed. You know, there's been, you know, the people are so respectful and there's so much love for the show out there that it just, it makes it a pleasure. There's no, you know, there's no weird anxiety. We just want to make sure we, you know, give them a good panel. And, right, uh, right. So. Well, and, and we have the joy of saying, look, we were there when this thing got made, but it's made now. It's done. And right, it's right. 30 years. <laughs> So if you got a gripe, that's your attack. <laughs> you can't change it. Anything right. about it. It's, it's done. Yeah, yeah. Done. Just just move on. Just <laughs> <laughs> or if not, just cling to it in your own way. That's it. Just remember it how you remembered it and then just yeah. that's it. That's on you guys. So. Right, right. So. Now I'm I'm not gonna uh, uh try to start anything. Uh, what, do you, <laughs> what do you guys feel about this series? Do you think it's gonna do well? Like yeah, well, I, you know, it's, it's it's such a different world. I mean, think about it. When we did this show, there were four networks. Right. There's three three established 50-year-old networks mm -hmm. and one kind of little upstart small network. And every Saturday morning was kids' appointment TV. And so every, and the every, after every kid right. on the planet would tune in on Saturday morning. I was one of and, them. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, there were there when you have a, a a popular show that that that's working well. We there were Saturdays we had over half of the TVs in America yes. that were turned on on Saturday, right? Watching our show, so that mm -hmm. would you know on Monday, that meant that everybody knew everybody would talk about it, and it was it was just like the thing on the playground. Now now even if the new show is really successful, and we hope it, is. and we hope it is, I hope, they'll, yeah. maybe get, they'll maybe get one out of twenty kids instead of one out of two, right? And and how, how how do they you know how did how do they relate to that? I mean, and yes, it's financially successful. Yes, it, if we if people love it, it'll be creatively successful. Right. But it just it's like a different 
level of cultural penetration or, or being part of what's going on in the world, uh, we really, we're, we're hoping for it. We're knocking wood for it. We think right. we, from what we see, it could be really good. But I think, you know, we were in a special time that that isn't anymore where yeah. it could be, you know, like every kid's going to see Star Wars or every kid is watching this. Right. And the, the world just, there's so much to watch. There's well, so that's much to do. It, mm-hmm. In the, in the streaming age is what I call it now. Everybody, you can stream anything exactly from anywhere. So Saturday <laughs> mornings are kind of like non-existent anymore for like cartoon watching. You that, know? That's absolutely true. The networks don't even do Saturday do yeah. Saturday mornings anymore. Right. So it, yeah. So now is it? And we don't know. But you know, Disney Plus with some of its Marvel series have mm. have been doing you know once a week release dates. Yes. Which. You know, we don't know if that's an approach they'll take with with X Men '97, but you know, it, it's a it's a real challenge uh, connecting and engaging with people these days. Right. We hope that the folks that we've had a chance to meet at panels and stuff cons, I watched it with my father, and now I'm watching it with my son or my daughter. It's like, oh well, maybe maybe they can start doing that with the new series. The right. folks who were fans as little children can now watch it with with their own family. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm excited to watch it with my kids. You know, because I was a fan, of course, of the original. And you know, I always thought it was funny too that I was telling my kids the other day. I was like, you know, in the pilot episode of the original, Wolverine was Australian. Nobody talks about that. I'm like, what happened to that guy? And why did they change it automatically? Do you know, like offhand, why they just decided to? Oh yeah. Oh, you want another story? Yeah. I would like a story. I, I would love oh, it. Sure. Every every Pull bit of it. Chair. Okay. <laughs> so Ma- Margaret Lesh, the president of Fox Kids, mm-hmm. came to Fox Kids having worked at Marvel Productions for years throughout the '80s, from the early '80s through the mid '80s. She okay. was the president of, of of Marvel Productions, and they couldn't get much of any Marvel stuff on on the air because CBS, NBC, and ABC would just say, eh. They now they they produced a great number of shows. Marvel production produced a number of shows, including Muppet Babies and all these animated shows. They got they were successful, right? They were were hits, but it wasn't Marvel product. Yeah, and 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 she just said she was beating her head against the wall. She couldn't get anybody uh, to do this, and she was absolutely sure that X Men would be a great TV show for kids. Okay, so she's got a show, and she pulls a little money. (laughs) From a show, we'll gently in say. Production the, the, the production at Marvel In production at Marvel with time. Right. So they end up, I guess, with 12 episodes for that show. <laughs> the money for the 13th one went for this speculative thing, this right. this attempt to show people that X-Men could be made in a TV series. It was called Pride of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine was Australian. And there are all sorts of weird stuff going on. There's like 80 characters in, in that thing. And that was, okay, put on the air like a year later, Nobody responds to it, gets tossed aside. And so there, Margaret, sorry, you know, you gave it your chance. You wanted to see if anybody, if this, these X-Men would work, didn't work, done. Right. Okay, what happens? She gets herself hired as president of the, the new network's kids division. Okay. She says, okay, the first thing I'm going to do, damn it, is I'm going to get an X-Men show on the air. <laughs> but this time, 
when she was at Marvel, she was there with Will Minio and Mary Houston, who would go on to be the head artist director. And producers. Rick Hobart was another head Hobart. artist. Okay. They had Margaret wasn't president of Marvel no, Productions. She didn't they have were control above her. Gotcha. A lot of people. Yeah, and all these people, the salesmen and the marketers and everybody said, "Oh, make Wolverine Australian because Crocodile Dundee has been the biggest hit okay. last year." That's that was, at a level of creative decision making, <laughs> and she and Larry, the artist and Larry and Will, all these great people that did a great job on our show, right. had no control over that. Oh. They couldn't say, well, you know, that's really stupid. Right. <laughs> Canadian, you know well, that, right? Yeah, they, like... The whole point, the fans are going to hate this, the fans hated this, <laughs> and the discussion. And I said, someone asked, well, if you're trying to sell the X-Men, why is Kitty Pride the lead? You know, Pride of the X-Men. Okay, there are all sorts of questions that came into it. Right. But so, uh, make a long story short, a dozen cooks were putting their ideas into this show and stuffing, overstuffing it with uh, characters. I turned it off. Okay. Um, and even though it had a good budget, right. as, as the animation looked pretty slick, and many of the same artistic creative people that worked on our show so it looked really nice. Uh, it was just a muddle. And right. It didn't sell. It didn't grab anybody. So that we had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Except for the same, like half a dozen of the same people who worked on that when they're going to work, got hired to work on our show in February 1992. So like three years later, okay, they were all bound and determined not to let anybody interfere creatively this time. And Margaret was now in charge. And Margaret yeah. was in charge. She had the power. She still had people beating on her yeah. to change it. I mean, money, people putting money into the show, advertisers. What are you making all these adult stories for? No kid's going to buy my cereal if he's watching this crap. You know what? This, what's this? So she had a lot of fights to fight. We right. had fights to fight during 1992 while we're writing and drawing and making the show until it finally came out and everybody saw, oh, it's a huge hit. And everybody shut up. Right, right. But during that year, it was pretty much lots of lots and lots of fights about the direction of the show but since pride of the x-men had happened nobody in the creative side was willing to back down right so three or four times for all of us that well okay if you insist on that fire me i'm leaving the show i can't draw that or i can't write that or we can't have product placement where uh storm go goes around in a tricycle right <laughs> Which was a make or break moment for a while because oh, no. there were some some Happy Meal toys in Australia where Storm had a tricycle. Oh no! <laughs> and you know, uh, Will Minio said, "Okay, I'm walking. This is it. End of discussion." And there was about a week where we didn't know, and they said, "Then they backed down." And so those kind of fights, those kind of moments, you know, I, I don't think X Men the animated series would be the show it was if. Pride of the X-Men hadn't happened first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the yeah. people who were so dedicated and so devoted to making X-Men right, to making it yeah. the best show it could be, they they thought they had their chance with Pride of the X-Men and did their best work. And they felt they got burned. And they did. And they did. Uh, and then when... <laughs> it doesn't happen often that you get a second chance in Hollywood. Right. But when you do, and they did... Uh, the, the folks who, who had tried to put their feet down and were not allowed to now were allowed to do that and, and at, at various moments did 
You were one of them. Will was one. Everybody who had to make creative decisions about the show, uh, everyone, their back was against the wall at one point or the other. Right. And uh, people were willing to walk or willing to say, if this doesn't work, you fire me. And that included Margaret Lesh to her boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her, her, her boss didn't get it. He looked at it. You know, he said, look, I just hired you to run this kid's department. You're giving me this, this adult show. What's going on here? I don't. I just read the script. I don't get I it. I don't get it. Margaret, but you believe in this, right? She said, yeah. He said, and if this crashes and burns, you're gone? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I believe in it. Next, you know, okay. But, that was, but it, she had that discussion with her boss. It was a real thing. And she was, on, she was only only given 13 episodes. That's all yeah. you were given. That's all any of right. us. Yeah, the first, se- the first season, 13 episodes. Boom, that's it. Everybody, everybody who's let go, we all, got, we all took other gigs. <laughs> We're all waiting to see if it would be successful or not. Right. But that's how that's how little Hollywood believed in that the X Men could be popular as an animated oh, show. Wow. When it came back for season two, mm-hmm. you were again given thirteen episodes. Yeah, so but it, but the, but the new contract, they knew they they had a hit, so yeah. they, gotcha. they, they tied a, us in for, for, for with the normal. The normal thing is to tie you in for five or six seasons, so right. they yeah they've got you on staff, so they don't lose you, but. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. We're good. What, what was the um the the reasoning behind the uh, cast of X Men that you picked instead of going with the original you know lineup of Beast, Iceman? Uh, you know, do you know anything about that? Why they picked the lineup they did? Yeah, it was it was, it was a mixture of. Uh, Again, it was 1992. So, so think Mar- of where the books were at that time. Right. Had just come from. Yeah. So Marvel had their interest in. Uh, say Gambit and Jubilee are people are fairly new characters. They're pushing the books. Okay. Who would please have them? Okay, cool. Okay. Well, Xavier and and Scott and and Jean uh, seem to be kind of a core. Obviously, Wolverine is their most popular character in history right. by some measure. So you're gonna have Wolverine. Uh, characters like Beast or even Jean were thought. Oh, do we really need them? If you look at early uh, PR material, Beast isn't in it. That's okay, yeah. Uh, Gene isn't even in some of it. Um, if I can hold this up and you can see it without mm-hmm. getting too weird. Yeah, that was, that was the first major yep. PR thing. It's oh, wow. with Wolverine, Storm, uh, Jubilee, actually. Jubilee, <clears throat> Jubilee yeah. and, and, and that's and, <clears throat> and Cyclops and Rogue, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, Rogue was also, also a popular one that Marvel was going for. Right. Uh, Fox have some ideas it was their show i mean they yeah, could yeah. tell marvel to go take a hike which is really odd these days but <laughs> it was fox's decision um they just they just told us in the writing department you know craft a team that makes for good stories so okay. mark edens and i when we sat down to his head writer right out the first 13 we thought okay who balanced who who are the most distinct characters from each other right so that you didn't want to have X-Men team of Colossus, Cable, Wolverine, Thunderbird, all growling at each other. Gotcha. So you want to have as distinct a group of characters and powers mm-hmm. and looks as you could. And it can't get too big because the bigger it gets, the more unwieldy it is. You have to right. try to service 10 or 15 different people every episode and you can't spend any time with anybody. So we're trying to keep it smaller. We also picked one person to sacrifice the first season. That was Morph. Morph. <laughs> he was yeah. he was great. I liked Morph though. I don't yeah. know why. I was so, so it was just basically us writers trying to decide given four or five that were given, like right. Xavier and Wolverine. 
who would make the most balanced, interestingly balanced team. It happened that it was like half and half guys and girls. That was right. not a decision. It just, they were the ones that were the coolest in animation. That was another thing. Flying characters are cheaper. <laughs> cheaper to animate. Deal with. Yeah. People that, that mess with, uh, you know, storm messes with, goes like this. Right. Entire right. cities get, you know, buildings get thrown places. That's cool in animation versus right. Hawkeye. You know, it's very um, true to shoot. Oh, right. um, we we like do. Yes. I just, I just say, look, in terms of spectacle and in terms of using the animation to its fullest, those are some cool. Those are some cool people. So th those decisions all went into the team. And then, as, as as we discovered, was one of the coolest things ever. Certain characters like Beast just asserted themselves. He was going oh, to be yeah. secondary. He right. was in prison for the whole. That's how he was. That's why he, he was. Prison. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Civil that. disobedience. It yeah. Was a, it was a study of civil disobedience. Because yep. we weren't asked to use him as a lead character in the first year, and we hadn't decided to. And the more we were writing the stories, the more we kept on going back to him in prison because he's so cool. Right. And by the end of writing the first thirteen, we thought, "Oh God, he's he's a he's a solid lead. We can't yeah. pretend he isn't anymore." And and specifically, as of the characters in X Men, yeah. he is the one who is the most obviously a mutant. You know, basically everyone else can you know, like walk down the street, but Beast right. can't. And, and that I think having us as part of the team yeah. is also key to how these different parts all come together and fit. And he was the most fun, most satisfying to write for. Right. <laughs> no, he was definitely one of my favorite characters in the series. Um, I also was uh, quite partial to uh, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, you know, and, and, and basically every story that pertained, you know, around the group themselves, like Toad yeah. was always one of my favorites that you, you know, yeah. that got written. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why he didn't really do much, but he was always one of my favorites in the, the series. <laughs> um, now, I just had a question. I just had a complete brain fart. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the members of the team, how, how everyone kind of had their favorites, how you had to pick, yeah. you had to choose who became the team. And that also meant who were going to be the bad guys. Too. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. Um, how did you, um, you, like you, obviously you had a hand writing um, in, in choosing who was going to be in like stories, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. um, what was your favorite arc? Tell you the truth. I never asked you this last time. Um, well, I keep going back to the, the pilot episodes, which mm -hmm. was the two-parter, and the fact that, that you and Mark Edens made the decision that the bad, the bad guys were going to be the Sentinels, who right. were the the robotic enforcers mm -hmm. of the humans who were perhaps, you know, had their reasons to be a little nervous about this new class of human beings who were right. mutants. Yeah, and, and there were half a dozen reasons the Sentinels were perfect. And Will Minio really, he handed Mark and me uh, you know the core idea for the for the for that because he understood he'd been in animation for 15 years he right. loved Marvel comic books since he could toddle you know <laughs> since the late 50s oh, wow. he was uh, so into it and he understood that first of all Wolverine is our lead character mm -hmm. and in the in the comic books he can slice the hell out of most adversaries he can't on television kids television right. he can slice the hell out of robots so it makes sense to have robots be the first big villain that he, he's up against because then you can have the spectacle of wolverine of our lead character using his power where if he just were dealing with mutants he couldn't mm -hmm. 
and secondarily, as Julia said, there uh, some of, a lot of the books were super mutant against super mutant, right? Uh, kind of like a wrestle live wrestling thing, and that has its own excitement and fun. Mm -hmm. But we really wanted to focus on the the mutants existence within the human culture, right? And a perfect incarnation of that is the Sentinels. Yeah, that's. The Sentinels are a walking version of human fear of the mutants being different mm -hmm. because they've built these things to protect themselves. It's like a walking gated community. They're protecting themselves from mutants with these big robots. That's and <laughs> and so, so in that way, the Sentinels were absolutely perfect villains. Of all the things, we had one of our crises involved the first season. Mm -hmm. We're all set. We laid out the first season. We'd written like eight of the stories full already. Uh, everybody was excited and we're going a mile a minute. We get an eight page memo from uh, from an executive at Marvel. Not our not our consultant, but a mm. secondary one who evidently didn't care for what we'd done with the books um, saying, oh no, this is terrible, this is terrible. You really, you know, you got to start with Magneto. You've done, you know, you've missed, you made all these decisions incorrectly. You need to start from scratch. And we thought, oh damn, you know, we're, we're three or four weeks in and we just have to put a match to all this right luckily will who knew the books better than this guy did and knew the needs of animation far better than this guy did walked him it was like a 10-page response walked him through and said you know i understand why you think it might be you know from a comic book point of view good to have start here doesn't work for us and these are the six reasons why calm down and by it, it took about three days of anxiety and oh our is our show ruined you know how much clout does this guy have is you know is is you know is he the nephew of the president of the company what you know what's going on and it, it calmed down it went away but it was one of those moments that you know, previously we might have just all rolled over right. and just said okay well i guess they said we can't use the sentinels you know uh, you know what? You're shrinking a bit here. I'm shrinking. I'm leaning back. How's <laughs> I <that? see. laughs> thought I was getting taller for a second. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I just get comfortable. I know. I know. So, I know. so uh, adjust the camera, but I thought. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Was, the the Sentinels were a big choice. Obviously, Magneto is such a he's so important. We had to introduce him the first season. We had to introduce Apocalypse mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Charles's brother. Oh, um, Juggernaut? Juggernaut. We Juggernaut, had, yeah. Yeah, there were like half a dozen. That, and we just had to get worked them in somehow. Right. And then, you know, we just hold, got our fingers crossed saying that we get another order and then we could start introducing other, other people. But those, there were four or five there that we just knew that, that we had to get in that first season to, to make the fans happy and to be true to the sense of the, of the world. Right. Um, well, I really don't want to keep you guys much longer. I know you guys are busy and you got a lot to do and you had a uh, car uh, fixer up in to do before you can go to yeah. your, your comic con. <laughs> um, so I would like to just say thank you guys so much again for coming on and talking and hanging out. Um, and I would like to get you back on because I would really like to talk about what you did before X-Men. So <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people that like to dive in and, and get pretty deep. So I want to talk about what you guys did before you did X-Men and uh, um, just basically just sit down and talk again. You guys are really some, interesting people i like talking to you and uh very easy to interview make my job a lot easier so 
Uh, if I can give a shout out. You um, can. And, and we plug are, anything you got coming. Online at X-Men TAS for X-Men the Animated Series. X-Men TAS.com is, is our website where we do blogging and things like that. X-Men TAS on Twitter. X-Men TAS on Instagram. X-Men TAS on Facebook. We're, we bounce around. We try and be, we try and respond. Please, you know, if you're interested, join the conversation. The first book from, golly, it just came out uh, four years ago this October. Yes. And yes. on and on November 27th, uh, a copy of Eric's book, Previous on X-Men, the oral history of the show, was handed to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau by Cal Dodd, our Wolverine. And it was, and we got pictures. It was a magic moment for oh, us. Oh, that is great. <laughs> I have to see those and pictures. Then, uh, just our, we're celebrating the first anniversary. Uh, both books available for holiday shopping yes. for those folks you might know who could use a gift to gift. Mm. Uh, nearly how many pounds? This is four pounds. Four pounds. Four pound art. art book. Four four art. pounds, and it's a very good read. And I'm going to tell oh, everybody that right that. now. It, so it, it, we we dug around. It was Indiana Jones. We were digging around <laughs> storage units of, of artists who happened to keep this stuff. Again, this is before computers. You know, we yeah. these are pieces of paper that we had to find. So. Yeah, and, and and beautiful bits of artwork that thank yeah. goodness the paintings haven't cracked and, yeah, exactly. and deteriorated too much over yeah. after all this time. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well, thank you guys again. I really do appreciate it. And um I safe travels and have fun oh, at your comic cons. You. And I really do have fun. Just go out and have fun. Because everybody we needs will. to do that lately. So. <laughs> We're both double vaxxed and boosted. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we, 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 will, we will be bumping a lot of fists. Fists uh, and elbows and mass. Yeah, that that works. As smart as we can be. All right. All right. Thank you so much. No, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great night.